BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Happer and Shaper on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here in Happer and Schaefer, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. A uh, array of sunshine peeked through the clouds yesterday, and it came in the form of Nebraska basketball. How about that? Our savior, Alonzo Verge. Is it is it bad that it felt like that was one of the three best things of the Fred Hoiberg era, and it came in an exhibition game? It's horrible. Yes, so this is my pest of the weekend. It shouldn't have been an exhibit. They should have said before the game, or at least maybe like two after this under sixteen timeout in the first half, they would have been like, actually, we're get, this is going to count. That's what they should have said, but they did not. Um, and Nebraska won by fifteen yesterday. They were up by twenty seven at one point against Colorado, who, by the way, it's. A little unclear of what that team's going to be this year. They certainly didn't shoot it well. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Um, They're like the fourth or fifth best team in the Pac-12. Like, that's either going to be an NIT team or it's going to be a fringe NCAA team. Nebraska looked much better on both ends, to be honest with you. Um, And that was a... That was definitely a more physical test than you were dealing with with Peru State. I don't want to judge that on the Peru State curve here. But Did Peru State win their game? Oh yeah. Did yeah, we should check that out. If the internet My works. guess would be you're gonna have internet issues. Not only did Peru State win, <gasps> they won oh, no. by forty seven points. Hype train. Do you want to see what Dadok Chan did? Yeah, I probably had fifteen and 15 and 8. He uh they play a ton of people. Holy yeah, they had cow. 17 people in the Nebraska. Um he had 10.6 boards. 10 and 6. Yeah. He missed two threes. Did we not get the uh Hey Rico. I think I uh dropboxed you the Hoiberg audio did I from yesterday? Um either either I did to you or in the interns folder. Could you just make sure I have access to it? Thank you. Sorry, I should have thought of that earlier. Um, so there was a lot of good stuff in that game, um, from Nebraska basketball. I thought they played harder than they did against Peru state, which was good to see. They, they really dictated the energy yeah. of that game, which was good. I, like, that's the thing you always wonder about with these, with, I don't know, with your team, 
but going into a game, you just like you want. I mean, go back to Nebraska football. Going into a game, you just want to see the team that is the aggressor and that controls and dictates the tempo and the pace of the game. And usually, not always, but usually that's the team that wins. Or the other team has to kind of match it in order to get to that point. I don't think Colorado really ever matched it. Um, I think Nebraska is better. Well, frankly, I think Colorado got knocked on its heels and never recovered. I think Nebraska is better on both ends of the floor. Um, You know, but I want to. So there's a couple great things. First of all, they have capable, real-life, living, breathing, capable shooters. It's a wild time to be alive. That make them pretty much unguardable in transition. I tweeted this out yesterday, but like when you have Verge running that break and, you know, Lat goes to a corner or Keon Edwards goes to a corner and then you got like Tominaga behind you ready, just waiting to shoot it the second he touches the basketball, like a pull up in transition three. And then you have Verge playmaking, and he also is probably your best finisher, even that even had his size. Um, that's lethal, man. Nebraska has a legitimate chance to be very, very good offensively. So then you kind of wonder about what happens defensively, like where you know are you going to bring it from night to night, and do you have the individual guys to go after it? Trey McGowan's is a a one man, you know, pest of the weekend for the for. Colorado's guards, Trey McGowan's. That guy's all over him, and that's anybody Nebraska plays this year. But I'm excited. I I was really um I think I probably underestimated a little bit how big of a deal Tominaga is gonna be for this team. Man, I uh... like I, I, he he has been the guy through two exhibition games that I've been like, whoa, this is legit. And not only is he Deathly lethal whenever he touches the the basketball in his hands on the offensive side. He makes the most out of it defensively. Yeah, he's he's a big energy guy. He is in your face. He's a huge energy guy. And then you have to, you know, really worry about where he is on the offensive side. That is such a huge piece for this team because everybody knows going into it. And uh, this is where I want to get the bite from Hoiberg in a second because I asked him about this specific thing. Like... You have to game plan for that. You have to walk into the gym and know where he is all the time. And even it's for even if it's for twenty minutes a game or seventeen minutes a game, like I don't think Nebraska's had a guy like that. Yeah, well and the scary thing is even if he's thirty foot from the, the hoop, like he's still a threat. Right. Um I I was really high on Tominaga, not because I had like seen his shooting necessarily at the, the college level. But when just watching him in the Olympics, like this is a huge energy guy. Yes, he. I, I'd seen people wondering how he's going to play defense in the Big Ten, and he gives up a little bit in terms of size. Here's how he's going to play defense: he's going to work incredibly hard. Yes, like you're not going to get free cheap angles on him. You might have some inches or some size to use with. He's going to be in your shorts. It, like it that, popped. This guy works hard. It popped in the in the Midnight Madness thing when he had the whole. Th- takeaway against Verge and I'm mm-hmm. like yeah midnight madness you know maybe they just gave him one and then he like pulled up from 40 feet away or whatever he was doing that's carried over that yeah. energy is really really important for this team yeah. because I think they if, if they fall into these offensive lulls like they do and you saw it a little bit again in the second half yesterday um here he is and, and I think Verge brings a lot of the same to the table with a little bit more playmaking obviously 
Like he's he's not equipped to be a shutdown defender, but he gets hands in passing lanes. And Nebraska as it's so this is like your kind of quote unquote captain, right? This is mm-hmm. this is the the head of the snake. If that guy's active on defense and he's got his hand in passing lanes and he's getting take you know breakout seals and stuff like that, that permeates the rest of the team. Nebraska was super active on defense yesterday. They were everywhere. Yeah. And the, you could feel it from the bench. You could feel it from everywhere. Like, that was the part that impressed me the most. And I think this team has a real chance to be, like I said, f- really good on offense. But I think if you're Fred Hoiberg watching yesterday's performance, you're like, well, we might have something here on defense. And it's it, and it's greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. The, the thing that I find really kind of fascinating is that the starting lineup, is maybe the least equipped to go on like a giant scoring yeah, run. They're the steadiest. They're they're the ones that you're probably not going to have a giant lull with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also the best probably unit defensively. Um, at least the one most equipped to kind of be able to do different things defensively. But they're, when the, that, they're the steadiest. When that second unit comes in with Verge, it it almost sort of feels like it's set up to to kind of catch the other team's second unit and basically be like just flurry offensive like, barrage. It's just a blitzkrieg, yeah. and it's going to come in for about six minutes, and they could put up I don't know fifteen points, in, eighteen in, points, in a blink twenty of an eye. points. Like you have that whole stretch of there's Wilcher, there's Tominaga, hey, hey Keon Edwards right. for three. And, and Lat Lat hit one, I think. Yeah, in that it's all just set up by good ball movement, by what you said, transition. Deep. Like they are going to be so fun when they basically force turnovers because you have these guys running lanes that can shoot from twenty-seven feet, and you trust that they're going to hit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know that they have ever had this much depth with guys that you felt comfortable pulling up for three. The exact plan is working. Like the these these are things that over the last two years they would get these looks and they just wouldn't go down. Yeah. They're going down, you know, and maybe it's just a t- a snapshot moment and, in time. They shot well yesterday. And they they'll have nights where they don't. And that's a, that's sort of the that's the high wire act that they're going to have to run. Right. So I I don't want to get like I'm not saying open up your weekend for March Madness or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not doing any of that because mm-hmm. I still think they've got a lot of issues. That's suspicious. <laughs> but when when Nebraska plays well, you can get by with the fact that you're a little bit small, that maybe you're not a great rebounding team, but you have to be a good shooting team. Like and so I think part of it in my brain was one of the reasons I don't trust this team to make a big jump is that I feel like their margin for error with rebounding is really going to cost them a ton. For sure. But what I didn't allow myself to think was, what if they're just a better shooting team that you can mm-hmm. get in most Big Ten games? Now, Big Ten defenses are going to try to make that more difficult. You play the Wisconsins and everybody else. We'll see how that looks when they get there. But oh, they're going to shoot test. some teams out of the gym. Yeah. And Colorado was a great example of it because they hit them early. It was 33-11 to 11 before the 10-minute mark. Yeah. And Nebraska kind of they didn't hit that energy level again. Sort of the rest of it that was kind of the yeah. Big, they got out on that run. They hit the four threes in a row or whatever, and it was like boom, we're done. It was like they cratened them. But yeah. you know what's yeah? You know what's really hard when it's thirty three to eleven. The and avalanche the team can shoot. Yeah, you come back. It's hard to come back <laughs> right. when a team is up by twenty two and they're pretty good at scoring. That's that's 
that's something that, and not to you know make people mad with this, but like that's something that Creighton does routinely to its opponents when they're playing well. They hit them with the avalanche, yep. and it and it largely happens in the first half. We have it's it's this is the same offense in theory. Nebraska hit him with the avalanche yeah. yesterday. They hadn't done it over the last two years. Here's uh, Hoiberg. I asked him about the defense leading to offense. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And that's that's our um, you know biggest thing we talk about as far as rebounding with teams crashing as many guys as they are right now. If we get that thing off the board, uh, we're at our best when we're pushing the ball in transition. So if we can get deflections, get turnovers, that leads to great offense. And then uh, if you can get it off the glass, which I think we – uh, gave at least 50% of the shots back to them. You know, if you can cut that in half and you know get extra possessions, it's gonna it's gonna make things a lot easier. You know, we still obviously had a lot of great stretches out there. Um, you know, we made shots tonight. That's not always gonna happen, and you got to find a way to make those big plays uh, when that ball's not going through the hoop. But overall, uh, again, I'm really pleased with where we are after these two games. You know, now it's about keeping an edge. Uh, you know, making sure we don't have any. Um, uh, you're not satisfied after these first two, and come out and have a great day tomorrow. We got a lot of special teams, <clears throat> things we need to work on for not working a lot against zone right now. I thought we had a couple good zone offensive possessions, but um, you know we got a lot of work to do between now and the opener on the night. So then, and this is back to what I was saying about Tominaga earlier, because I just I continue to think, or I I'm starting to think. I don't continue to think. This is kind of new for me. <laughs> like he's really important. I, are you are you getting on Team Tominaga with me? I I don't know that I wasn't, but I probably undershot how big of a deal he you, is. You you and Sybil both were more dismissive than yes. I thought you would be yes. when I said that I thought Tominaga could take someone's starting job. I undershot Tominaga, yeah. I, and I still don't know if starting spot is the right, right spot for him. Minutes maybe is the right the word for it. But I asked I asked Fred about his his energy and, and kind of what he brings and how key it is. Yeah, he, he, he absolutely does. He's got great uh, energy, infectious energy uh, out there. I agree with you offensively and defensively. That was one thing, you know, he played for Billy Gillespie at Ranger Community College. You can play for Billy, you can play for anybody. And Billy said, you know, during the recruiting process, his favorite thing about Casey was his toughness. And, you know, he'll go out there, he'll get in a stance, he'll battle, does a good job keeping his man in front. Uh, and he just gives you such a weapon at any time. I mean, you, I, I can pretty much promise you he's the guy they're talking about first in the game plan. How are we going to defend this guy? We're going to have to stay close. And again, that's you see our bigs benefiting from the shooting that we have. CJ, obviously, uh, Keon's uh, shot the ball well. Uh, K-State Bryce had a huge one there late, uh, you know, to kind of uh, uh, you know put the game out of reach. So got a lot of guys capable at uh trevor i mean it's, it's fun it's fun when you have weapons like that out on the floor and by the way they're doing all this while bryce is still getting there and this is where you have to apologize yeah i i owe the people the listeners the followers the anythings if you were offended this weekend <laughs> when i tweeted bryce mcgowan's uh, let, let me get the the exact I believe wording. it was bryce mcgowan's is going to take some time Let's see. I got to get through a whole bunch of CJ Ham tweets. <laughs> he fired uh, off a lot of Vikings tweets last night. Oh, man. Yeah, I really did. Okay. Yeah. Bryce McGowan's is going to need some time. That was a tweet. That was at 1247. So there's probably about. Almost. Game was almost over. Yeah, probably about six minutes left in that game. Yeah. And if I can, if I can simply explain myself here, uh, I am not giving up on Bryce McGowan's. I am not saying that Bryce McGowan's can't be a very good player for Nebraska basketball. 
Uh, I'm not saying that Bryce McGowan shouldn't be a starter for Nebraska basketball. I am saying that Bryce McGowan's compared to much of the roster is probably facing the steepest learning curve and the hardest sort of ramp up because the rest of these guys are playing at a, and, and I get he had 17 points and that was thrown in my face about a million 15, times. I think whatever it was. Yeah. I thought it was leading scorer. Um, I think he also took the most shots by a, a larger margin too. B McGowan's 15 points, five of 13. He did yeah. take the most shots. So, and he also that's played good. the most minutes. You want him to, you want him to continue to grow. That's the point of the time. Like I, I'm not looking for him to be a leading scorer for Nebraska this season. I'm really not looking for him to be the first, second, third option in a lot of ways for them this season. I think there's a lot to be excited about with Bryce McGowan's. I think that when people let their their mind go with a five-star that you tend to think that he's going to be able to come in and give you a lot right away, I think this is going to need a little bit more time in terms of that development track. I think that that Breidenbach is further along in terms of what his role is in well, some ways. Well, it's just easier to that, – that's the thing, I guess, that I was worried about if I'm to boil it down to one thing with Bryce. It's like, what what is he and what do they expect him to be? Wilhelm yeah. is one of three big men yep. on Nebraska's roster who brings totally his own thing yeah. to the table. Who, right? We just got done talking about Tominaga. I mean, the, the challenger right. to, the, to the hardest working player on the team – Mantle is right. Is Breidenbach. I mean, right. that, that guy goes a million miles per hour. But he he brings his his yeah. very specific thing to the table, and he'll grow into a larger role from there. Same thing with to Tominaga. He brings a very specific thing to the table. It's energy and shooting, and then he'll grow from there. Yeah. For Bryce, it's unclear what they want him to be. Yeah, and it, it's you know. He, his fit in what everything else that is happening around him on the offense is still yet to be determined. There's yes. there's a lot of times where you can see that he just takes the ball and wants to dribble, but there isn't a plan of where he's going with it yeah, or what is happening he'll, around. He'll him. run the offense at times. Yeah. Um, he'll cut and slash at times with you know make individual plays with the ball, but he'll also stand in the corner sometimes. Yep. You know, so it's. Yeah, and, and that's a learning curve. Like yeah, and, and I think that he's going to play a lot of minutes, and I think he has the, the opportunity if, that if he shoots well, he could be just as dangerous as all those other guys, if not more so, actually more dangerous than all those other guys because there's more complementary pieces to his game, and he's a much bigger, uh, physically bigger player than several of them. I I I think there's reason certainly to to be very excited about the potential of it. I just think him learning how he's going to fit with the rest of those pieces in that starting lineup. That's the learning is curve. going to be, it's going to take more time than just the couple games here in early November. All right. Um, so good stuff from Nebraska basketball over the two games. I think they got a lot accomplished and a lot to go back to the grindstone and kind of work I, on too. They'll open up next Tuesday evening. I have a very quick question. I know you want to get to break. Okay. I made a bet yesterday with a listener of ours, uh, and, and a friend of mine named Mojo. We make bets every year, regardless of uh, sport. There's always some random bet in there. Is this the house? N uh, no. This is, uh, what do you mean the house? Remember when you drew the house? No, that was that was a Jake thing. Okay. Um, this bet, we both picked a player on Nebraska's roster that we think will have the most made three-pointers in the season. I, got I gave him first pick. Okay. I wanted C.J. Wilcher. I want C.J. Wilcher. He took Wilcher. I took Tominaga. Okay. 
That's what I would do. That'd be yeah. my one too as well. I I was for sure that I was going to get Wiltshire, and then when he took Wiltshire, I was very sad. Yeah, I want Wiltshire. So I think it's going to be Wiltshire too. But good luck to Mojo. The guy can light it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the guy can light it up. I am. He's. I didn't. I and didn't, he gets a thing off quick too. Yeah. I, there's so many pieces of this that I'm excited about. We're yeah. gonna have so much time to talk about all of it. We'll uh, we'll have to formulate more. They're going to open up next Tuesday. The women also open up next Tuesday at noon. Ooh. They have an exhibition, though, tonight. So if you'd uh, like to catch your first women's game in Will you be years, there? I will be there. Will you be welcoming the people? I will. Welcome back, everyone. It's been 6,000 days. Have you found your own third down like touch? Ooh, I'll have to get there. I don't you know. You can do it, I believe. I am, this, is my, this is my fifth year. They're going to have a fun team. I think so, too. I watched them practice a little bit yesterday. Yeah. should be fun. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Rico's in next for True or False. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.